Hey friend, we just wanted to pop over and remind you of all of the freebies that we have on our website at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash resources. There are quite a few on there. They work for buyers and sellers, for your business, all different things you might need and all for free. Mm -hmm. Alyssa, which one is your favorite? My favorite freebie is the due diligence checklist. Oh, that's a good one and Mm -hmm. so impactful for your buyers. Mm -hmm. It's a great email template. It's a really good one. Uh, My favorite is probably staging checklist. Mm -hmm. I want my sellers to have those houses looking good. Yes, yes. So head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all. Enjoy. I was going to call a hundred for sale by owners. This sounds like torture. Ultimately, you failed at the whole system. The whole (laughs) thing. (laughs) I think this is, I'm not laughing at you. Just laughing near you. Because Connie always said, if you're not listing, you're losing. This is bananas. And I sold it. I did not see that coming. You're going to just trust Google to tell you how to get through the largest purchase of your life or the largest sale of your life? One day the rules are going to change and you're going to have to get buyers to pay you. Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Hi, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. (laughs) We just tried that once and it didn't work. Mm -hmm. It's episode 154. Okay. Speaking to your value... Working for sale by owners and beyond. Woohoo. I know you are 0% excited about this. <laughs> It'll be I fun. Am, I am now reached like 100% excited. I know. You're so into I'm this like topic. I'm really into this topic. I really am. I'm so happy for you. I, <laughs> I, hope, that it, um, I hope that it does actually help the people because here's the issue. This has been requested mm-hmm. over and over again. Mm-hmm. So we can't just ignore it. I know. For sale by owners are a thing. We should be able to speak to our value. So we're going to do it. Okay. Do, 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 Okay. I went by the house and he has done so much so fast. Really? It's totally gutted. Okay. All the ceilings are taken out. Okay. So I don't know if you remember, we had to remove the ceilings because there was a lot of condensation and we're replacing the ductwork. Right. It's cheaper if I just remove the ceilings. Yeah, they were happy And they weren't in good shape anyway. Okay. The hallway ceilings were like tile. Okay. So we're just, we just, it has no ceilings. I wish you could just leave. I love like a exposed. Oh, yeah. But, but you can't do that because all the no, you, your duct, electrical your work and my ductwork. All yeah, there. All there. Um, he had, I was feeling sad about the kitchen situation. Because they just renovated it. They had just done the kitchen and it's not what I would have done. Right. But we did decide to remove a section of cabinets to open up the wall a little bit more. Okay. And I'm very – he had that done. And I was like, like wow, oh, so this much looks better. so much better. Okay, great. Um, so that is good. He also had the wall to the laundry room. Mm-hmm. Like, so there was no door. Right. Because we are connecting the storage room to mm-hmm. the – living room via a door right okay and that will be the laundry room because it was anyway yeah so now there's a hole there oh so it looks really like you can actually walk into the storage room from the living room okay i like it i like how it looks oh uh so i feel so much better about everything we also decided that the entire storage room is not going to be 
laundry. Are you going to put a wall in? We're going to put, because there's a door at the end of it that goes to the backyard. Mm -hmm. So we're going to, right after that door ends, Mm -hmm. put the wall so that you have some exterior storage. Yeah, you really need exterior storage. We do. And we're going to move the water heater. So it's Ah, in the laundry room uh now, but we're just going to move it over. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because the AC guy also said, is the water heater staying in here? Because if you're making it living area, it has to be vented a certain way. You're like, get this thing out of here. Right. So it's easier to just move it to the exterior storage room. Wow. I feel like these problems are just solving themselves. They are, in fact. Wow. <laughs> Do you feel like this one is going more smoothly than the last one or equivalently? It feels smooth. It feels very smooth. Okay. Maybe it's because you're like getting my- I didn't know it was possible for me to be more hands off. You were like, I, I, I don't want. even know what's going on over yeah. there. <laughs> um, we we are trying to figure out the bathroom layout. Okay. It's a huge space, but it's uh, just hard to figure out because of where the plumbing is without doing something major. Bathrooms are tricky. Yeah. Like, do we do a tub shower combo? Do we? I would love to do a tub and then a separate shower. We technically have the space for it, but with where the toilet is, we would have to do some major rerouting of plumbing. Dollars. We don't really want to do of, that. So we're we're in the process of just trying to like figure out what the best thing to do would be. Okay. The end. Do 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 do. The flip report. The flip report. Okay. Back to speaking to your value. I'm going to start by saying we had this request so many times, and we both were sort of. Ignoring it. Yeah. Well, in all fairness, here's why I was. Okay. Well, let's hear it. I've been in the business 11 years. Okay. Mm-hmm. When I first started, mm-hmm. if somebody told me to try something. You did. I did. I gave it my full effort. I'm still really impressed by this. I, so someone said, you want listings and you don't know anybody and no one trusts you? Try for sale by owners. You're like, okay. So I'm like, okay, I'll do that. <laughs> So first I started kind of by myself and, you know, I'm like amping myself up to make right. this call to this stranger, this cold call. Because you, you like made a deal with yourself that you had to reach out to 100. Do I 100. remember that correctly? 100 yes. for sale by owners. I was going to call 100 oh for sale by owners. This sounds like torture. It was. It was. Um, You know, I am like sweating. I don't want to make this call. I'm trying to get listings. I have no business at this time. Um, Overall, I think it was great practice. Did you get thick skin really fast? No. That's a lot of rejection. How many listed with you? None. (laughs) None. I had a 0% (laughs) success ratio. Did you even get an appointment? So maybe I should not do this. I think that's why you were like it didn't. I work. have been avoiding this episode is okay. because I don't have a success story. Okay. I can't say here's what worked for me. Yeah, right. All right. That's nothing why. worked for me <laughs> okay. when I was just cold calling. That's them. fair. That's fair. I think the funny thing to me is that probably in your eleven years since that experiment, com- horribly failed experiment, for the record, you probably have turned many a person who thought they were going to for sale by owner and then were like, wow, you you are such a great yes. agent. I would like to list with you. I've had people who say, we're currently for sale by owner. It's not going anywhere. We're ready to hire our agent. You're our person. Would you like to know a stat I found while researching this episode? Yes. 25% of home sellers in the U.S. 
tried and failed at for sale by owner. Okay. That makes sense to me. 25% of listings thought they could do it themselves and inevitably hired an agent. So So I can remember that. So whenever I was trying to make these calls, mm -hmm. I had a few, you know, you tweak each phone call. Right, right. And I thought I had gotten to where, like, this is the best script, and it never worked. <laughs> it okay? didn't work. Never worked. I wasted a lot of freaking time is what happened. But oh. I learned a lot. I'm not going to discount that. No, that's good. I had some agents that were actually not in my office, but they were, like, telling me, what you have to do is mm. you lie to them. <gasps> and I, you, I refuse. And you tell them that you, you have, have a buyer. buyer. I hate Y'all, this Y'all, never call a for sale by owner and tell them, that you have a buyer. This is why the public doesn't trust realtors. Exactly. Exactly. So annoying. And you're basically trying to trick them into letting you into in the house. letting you into their home mm-hmm. by lying to them. It's awful. So then that felt just too sleazy. So icky. So I was doing research like how can I what else can I say mm-hmm. to get in the door? Okay. Because if you just call and say I'd like to list your house, they're like No, thank you. No, we're I'm for sale it. by owner yeah, for a reason. You. A reason. You. you are calling someone that basically has a big sign that says, we do not want to list with an agent. We don't want to talk to you. We don't want to talk to you. So then my approach was, I work this area. I like to be familiar with the inventory. I like it. Would you mind if I set up an appointment to come see your house so that if I have a buyer that calls about it, I am knowledgeable, blah, blah, blah. They were fine with that. Okay. And guess who went on like... <gasps> Several <laughs> shows. Tour- I was basically just previewing, previewing and touring homes constantly. Oh, man. And they liked me, but they never listed with me. Right, right. Half the time that I was in the house, they were like, yeah, I mean, if it doesn't sell, we're going to list with Aunt Carol. You're like, but why? And I'm like, why, why am, am I, I here? here? Why am I here? <laughs> I could be doing so much more. What am I doing? Why am I here? I'm trying to get business. I'm doing what they're telling me to do. So... I feel like I learned a lot because I was practicing talking to people. I had an Excel spreadsheet. Oh, my word. And I was writing down the addresses because it got to where I was like, did I call this one? Right. I can't remember. Right. I was having to like look in my previous calls to see if I had called that number. Wow. Over how much of a time frame did you do these hundred calls? Two months. Oh, my word. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, you really, really, you went full on. I did. And I feel like. It, like, I was feeling very confident that I could do it. I didn't want to, and it felt not right, but I felt like I was good at talking to people. And if I could just get, if I could just get my foot in the door, it would work. It so would wait, work. It wasn't even the tiny micro rejections of each one. Ultimately, you failed at the whole system. The whole thing. <laughs> I think this is, I'm not laughing at you. Oh, just laughing near you. I can remember, like, day 17, okay, sitting down at my computer like, I look like I've been run over by a truck <laughs> in, on the inside. <laughs> I open my laptop and I pull up my Excel spreadsheet and I'm just like, uh, I don't want to. Were you like, I have I'm a not college even degree. Close. What yeah, am I doing I'm like, with my life? I have a master's degree. What am I doing I with am, my life? I am here trying to do this, okay? Oh, my goodness. Because Connie always said, if you're not listing, you're losing. And so you were like, I better get on this. Yeah, I had never really had oh. a listing before, except like one on accident. I also love the boldness of you going after for sale by owners and you never had a listing no. before. Not a no, one. I didn't. No. Not even Mm-mm. your mom. Mm-mm. Nobody. Nope. Nope. Zero listing experience. And I got 
real I mean, I connected with people. <laughs> I formed relationships. Never got a deal from it. Okay. Okay. So I'm like, you know what? This is for the birds. Maybe it would help Fair. if I had a friend. Okay. Also, when I was doing my spreadsheet, mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, on number 17 or whatever. And I get to one and they're like, oh, it already sold. Okay. So I'm having this internal dialogue with. So I have, I mark it red in my spreadsheet sold. as like never call again. Because I was also having to monitor like, did I get an appointment? Did they tell me to call back? Like sometimes people would just feel bad for me and string me along and say, <laughs> check back in two weeks. And okay. I'm like, mother, ugh, I got to now call you in Fine. two weeks. How am I going to remember? That's why I had the spreadsheet. So I'm making all these notes and keeping track. So then I get to the first one that had already sold, but was still on the website. So I'm like, does this count for the hundred? Oh my word. Can it please <laughs> Can be? it please count towards the hundred? And so I, I decided ultimately, yes, it counts because I made the call. So you called them? Yeah. Well, I called them and that's how I found out it sold. Oh, I, I see. So I was trying to figure out, did it count? You know? Yeah, it counts. Yeah, it counts. It counts. I made the call. So I just marked that one as red and knew not to call anymore. And moved on with your life? Moved on. I made notes as I was talking to them. If they answered, if they didn't answer, I had to call back. Like, y'all, it was a whole thing. I am so sorry that you did that. Okay. So then I'm like, I'm beat down. I bet. I, I have a long way to go. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going to phone a friend. Okay. I'm not doing this by myself. But you got to 100 and you were still like committed to doing it? Yeah. Oh my no, God. No, 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 no. I was at friend. like 45. Oh, I'm sorry. And I'm like, I'm not even halfway there. You were just trying to decide. How am I going to do this? Oh, okay. God. Okay. So what happened with the friend? So I call a friend. I'm like, here's what she was new. I said, here's what I'm trying to do. It's awful. I feel like it would be better if Way I had sell some, it, Alyssa. If I had some camaraderie. So okay. she's like, let's do it. So she shows up at my house with a bottle of wine. Oh, my So we're just, Lord. we're not like going to get drunk or anything, but we're having a glass of wine just to take the edge off. I go, then she goes. I go, then she goes. And like, we're like laughing and like, I, like while she's making the call getting rejected, I'm like silently laughing, like marking them off the list. And so we're just doing this together. And I will tell you, it was way more fun. I bet. I felt like. I was better. Okay. Like I was not as rigid. I was like, sure, absolutely, blah, blah, blah. Like I was just myself. And the results were? Nothing. Right. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> we tried aggressive approaches. We tried all these scripts that we found online. Oh, my word. We did all the things. Okay. I get to 100 and I'm like, well, that was awful. And I have nothing to show for it except... I am really good at talking on the phone. I can get my foot in the door. That probably is a good skill that you acquired. You know what it was really good for? For when I actually had a buyer? Yeah. Y'all, this is so crazy. Like three weeks after um, I had finished uh -huh. and committed to never doing that again. <laughs> I have a buyer. A real buyer. A real buyer. Who wants to see a real for sale by owner. Who wants to see a real for sale by owner that I had just listed. Oh. So it was not someone I had called. Thank goodness. Because at this point, I had called every for sale by owner in Baton Rouge. You had Rouge. to have a hundreds a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. So then you had to reach out to an actual. Yeah. But you know what? I was not scared no, at all. I bet you weren't. I feel like I was very in tune with the mind of a for sale by owner. That's a good point. And they were very excited. Right. You had a real buyer. That I had a real buyer. And I was very excited to have a real buyer, like a real reason to call. Yeah. 
and I showed it to them. It wasn't for them. It was a great house, not for them, but I left them all this great feedback. And a week later, they called me and were like, hey, like we had a lot of agents show our house, but you were really the only one that was acting like a professional. You gave us excellent feedback. Uh No one else would even answer our call when we were asking for feedback. We're at a place where we have to sell. Like, would you list it for us? Wait, did this really happen? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. This is so amazing. (laughs) And I went, holy Like, what? What? After all I just went through? No, but that is what built up your your ability to call and be I know. professional within it did work this is wrong we're, we're back i'm taking it all back i got the list you got the list it was one of my first listings ever this is bananas and i sold it i did not see that coming yeah that's how it all played out okay so success isn't that funny you did get one listing yeah not from the hundred calls but from what you learned yes. from the hundred calls yes i did and okay. it also was very eye-opening to me that the realtors who were showing a for sale by owner were not treating them like in a professional way because right. they just didn't feel like they had to. They were like throwaways. When really like every person that you come in contact with yeah. is a potential. For sure. So how are you treating people? Are you leaving good feedback? What are you doing? Yeah. Oh, wow. Can you even believe it? That story is amazing. Oh, my gosh. I did not see that ending coming. Okay. No one else did either, for the record. (laughs) So funny. Okay. So you were avoiding it because of this terrible taste in your mouth from the actual activity. I was avoiding it because I'm like, I've never done it, and I don't want to give advice on something I've never done. And then we received an email from dear sweet Danielle, one of our listeners who's been around forever. And I'm going to read it because this email is what made me say, okay, I can do this episode. I can do it. She says, Hi, ladies. I was listening to a recent episode, and again, you were talking about why it is so important to know your value and be able to articulate your value. And I was thinking that I would love it if you had an episode dedicated to articulating your value that I could listen and re-listen to in order to pump me up and inspire me before going into listing interviews, talking with for sale by owners, going over commissions with clients, or even just conversations with people in my sphere who don't necessarily see the value of using a realtor. Mm -hmm. Obviously, this topic is sprinkled throughout each episode of the podcast, but a whole episode dedicated to what to say and how you can respond and just reminders of how to express why realtors are so vital and how to share your strengths, gifts, and knowledge in a meaningful and non-salesy way. She's so important. Okay, so I was like, okay, thank you, Danielle. She finally said something that I felt like I could bring to our audience and actually be helpful with. Well, the biggest thing, if you are trying to work with a for sale by owner or convince someone not to do for sale by owner, is being able to say why right. you are valuable as a realtor. Or even defend your commission. Like mm-hmm. you go to the listing appointment, they're not even trying to be for sale by owner, but they want to talk about your commission. You have to be able to talk about your value. And ultimately, when I was thinking about it, there is this voice in the back of your head that says, because here comes the seller, maybe it's a for sale by owner, maybe it's not, and they say, you know, anyone can do this. I can do this myself, mm-hmm. right? And the voice in the back of your head says, you're right, anyone can do this. Maybe you can. Maybe you can. And I think when you're new especially, you realize how little it took for you to get your license and how little you know, and you're like, you're right. What, what, I'm no good. What makes me different than you, Mr. Seller, who... It's not, people will always say things like, you know, you would never do your own heart surgery. You're like, you know, be your own doctor, be your own dentist. I'm like, y'all, but it's not the same. It's not. If you're a brand new realtor with very little 
actual experience and someone says to you, I can do this, you probably are thinking, well, you're no different than me. Sure. But that's when we have to have the things we need to say, I think, to actually, the longer you're in the business, the more that feeling will go away. Because mm-hmm. you're going to experience what did you do during the transaction? Like, what were the actual steps you were doing? So here are the things we need to talk about when speaking to your value. What if they're considering being a for sale by owner? Mm-hmm. Do you have any things you say to them, Alyssa, if they're like, well, I don't know, we might list it, we might for sale by owner. I don't have that often because I feel like if they've actually called me, they're pretty much committed to like working with the realtor. Because okay. like, why would they open that door? And now how are they going to get rid of me? Because they're on my radar of okay. a potential listing. Um, but just recently, I had a f- couple that was like, we have always sold our own property. So they have FISBOed many times, but we just due to life circumstances, we're so busy um, would like to hire a real estate professional. Right. And I said, I think that's a very wise decision. You know, I will take the burden of screening everybody that comes through your home off of you. I will handle the marketing. I will handle the transaction from beginning to end. Like I will communicate with you as much or as little as you want me to and just keep you updated throughout the process. And they were like, great, perfect. That's exactly what we're looking for. We just don't have the time to be filtering these phone calls, showing the property and doing all of that. Oh yeah, I had that in my notes. So like when you're talking about what is your value, actually saying, this is my full-time job. Mm -hmm. Do you have a full-time job, Mr. Seller? Yes. Yes, well then how are you gonna orchestrate showings? What are your safety procedures since strangers will be entering your home? I mean, I think it's okay to like bring these things to light for them. Do you know what items to remove from your home for showings for safety reasons? Like. Do they know that they need to remove their prescription medication? Like, point out to them that there are things you need to remove. Like, do you, what are you going to do? You have a job. This is mine. How will they sort through multiple offers and make sure they're responding to them in a legally required way? Mm-hmm. Like, what's your plan? If you if you have a full-time job and this is my full-time job, I'm going to do all this stuff for you. Right. While you're at work. I like that. I like how you said you have a job. This is mine. This, Hello. That's it. Do you have a job? If you already have a job, then then you don't need to be doing that. Um, I also put in here, so if they're considering for sale by owner or if they're just trying to challenge your commission or trying to figure out what you do as a listing agent, I think it's also really important to talk about things in a legal way. Like, this is not just a form. It's not, you know, sometimes for sale by owners will say, can you give me that form? Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, it's not a, just a form. Right. It's a contract. It is mm-hmm. a legally binding document that you have to fill out correctly or you could end up homeless mm-hmm. or like, you know, you could lose money. You could end up in a breach you know, of contract situation. You. you could be sued. Like, do sellers even know that there's no out for a seller once you sign? I don't think so. They are clue. If you simply said, hey, were you aware that um, when once you sign a c- offer or contract on your home, there's no out for a seller? They might be like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there's never going to be a time when it's like, I don't want to do that. I'm not going to sell my house. It's always in the buyer's control. Yeah. So I think talking about that it's not a form, it's a contract, and being able to interpret it and properly complete it is huge. Like, yeah. what are the red flags in an offer? I would say that to a seller. Well, I'm here to help you know what the red flags are in an offer. How do I know if a pre-approval letter is good? Mm-hmm. What? How do I know if a lender is, you know, reputable? All of these things that you're doing, you have to be able to like 
exactly that, articulate them. So we're not just talking about a form. This is a contract. You know, how can we judge a pre-approval? How do we know if the lender's reputable? How do you know you even have the right, air quotes, forms? Mm-hmm. What about a property disclosure? Right. Have you ever been to a for sale by owner? No. Where they had, had a, that ready to go? No. No, I Did haven't. Did you know that you legally have to fill out a property disclosure to sell your home? They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'll get you It the is required form. in the state of Louisiana that you fill this out. Now, I don't know how it is in other markets, but we do have a few title companies locally mm. that are not making this easier for any of us. If you, if you, I discovered that when I was doing my hundred, okay? Okay. I was on the for sale by owner website and there's all these ads, you know, mm-hmm. you can buy ads to be on mm-hmm. the website and it's a title company that's like, why use a realtor? Yeah. Call us and we will walk you through the contract. And I thought, guess who I am never closing never. with I ever again. I hope they get again. a lot of for sale by owner deals. Right. But and that know, they have to work everything. The, and they have to work twice as hard because guess what? Those for title companies end up having to give advice. Honestly, I feel like they probably legally cross some boundaries a lot, mm-hmm. like fiduciary stuff. Like they're they have to give advice to the seller. They have to tell them what to do. God forbid there isn't a buyer's agent involved either. Now the title company is basically trying to make sure both parties are doing what they're supposed to be doing. I have a lender that represents a pretty big builder in our market. Mm-hmm. So a lot of them don't have a buyer's agent. They just went to the model home yeah. and signed a contract. Mm-hmm. And she said, Alyssa, the questions that I get and the concerns and the things that happen. They're coming to me, yeah. the lender, to ask me for advice. And I'm like, you listen, I'm not a realtor. I right. don't know how to help you in this situation. Or like, this isn't something I can do. But they don't realize it until they're too far in and things right. are going wrong that they don't have any representation. Right. They don't even have anyone to answer questions. No. That's my thing. Who are you going to go to to get your questions answered if you don't have an agent representing you? Mm-hmm. You're going to go to your friend who's an agent and try and get them to give you free advice? Or are you just going to what do you Google it? Mm-hmm. You're going to just trust Google to tell you how to get through the largest purchase of your life or mm-hmm. the largest sale of your life? It just it blows my mind. Okay. Hey, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. What do we mention almost every episode? email templates. You're right. We sure do. (laughs) And after every time we mention an email template, do you know what we get? Emails asking if they can have (laughs) copies of the email template. Can you send me a copy of that template? I've never had one like that. That sounds great. And you know what the good news is? What? You can get all of our email templates from our course, Email Templates 101. Tell the people about it. Our course has all of the email templates you would need to send to your buyers and your sellers and your clients that are buying and selling at the same time. Exactly. (laughs) To get through every step of the transaction and giving them information that they need for where they are in the transaction. It's great because you never forget to tell them something. Yes, and we've already done all the work for you. We wrote them and you can personalize them. Yes. And just feel organized knowing that you have all the information where it needs to be. And if you purchase Email Templates 101, you do get lifetime access. So occasionally we like to go in and make updates based on the market or if we find a new best practice and we put that right into the template and you get that updated straight away. It just goes straight to your course. Yep. Right. It's, it's just there. It's, it's just already there. in there. It's just there. already in there. You don't even have to worry about it. We'll That's send you wonderful. an email and we'll say updated. That's great. Where can they find these email templates? You can find the email templates at email templates with an s 101.com email templates 101.com yes head over for reviews and all of the specifics wonderful hey enjoy
Also, if they're considering being a for sale by owner, I think it's about the questions that you need to be able to answer as an agent. How do you handle occupancy? What about the inspection? What if there are multiple offers? What about pre-approvals? How about fair housing? Do they even know they can violate fair housing law? Like taking a buyer love letter? Like, Mm -hmm. Do they even know appraisals, title issues? Like everything that you do, I feel like I saw when I was first early in the business, I remember someone clipped out an article from the newspaper for me that had 187 things your realtor does for you. Wow. And it listed all, because it's all the little things. Yeah. Well, that's what I was just wondering as I'm listening to you talk is there's so many things, but how we can't communicate that in one meeting. How do we, do we do it by making a form that states it? I mean, what do you think? Yeah. Like what am I getting, what, what am I getting paid for? Mm-hmm. Like, what is my value? Like, list out the main things. What, you know, navigating a low appraisal, you know, figuring out how to negotiate a repair request, mm-hmm. um, like how to vet a pre-approval letter. I do think you could probably bullet point these things mm-hmm. as these are the things that I'm going to bring to the table. You know, how are you able to do this without me is kind of the... You know, it would be fun if we did this like in the community. Like oh, yeah. in the Hustle Humbly community, yeah, that not, would be not fun. the Baton Rouge community. Oh, wait. <laughs> right. Like hey, maybe friends. we could get in our group Hold on, let's and see. collaborate and come up with like a good the list. list. I think that would be great. And get a form together when for the community. When does this come out? Today, you're never going to believe this. What? The doors are open right now. What? Yes. Great, great, great. This is the last day though, the last two days. So okay. if you've listened to this episode and you want to come jump in community, then you can go to the website, Hustle Humbly podcast.com and um, find out about it. But basically we have a community group. You can join it and the doors are open right now. And, and we do we'll, random things like this. We collaborate we're together. We're going to all work together. To come up with a value list that we can That we share. can like add to our materials. Yes. Or like. You could put your own logo on it. Let's do it two it. ways. I have an idea. Let's okay. do it two ways. We'll do a list that you could put like in a seller folder. Okay. But let's also do it as an email template. Mm, like if some value. Yeah, but more conversational than like a bullet point list. Yeah. We're gonna do it. I love that. Do it. Okay, I wrote it down. Okay, so we're gonna do that. While we're while you're writing that down, I wanna read an email that we got from Kristen, another listener. Okay. Okay, because I thought it was an interesting way for us to kind of like get a case study, if you will. Okay. All right, Kristen said, I would love y'all to talk about FSBO compensation and conversations with them about it. I recently had a buyer go under contract with the FSBO and the seller said, why should I pay you? Your buyer hired you to represent him. And we're not going to go down this route. Valid. Right. right? Um, The side note, she says, I know it was a little underpriced. I also knew from the seller that he had a contract fall through and he told me the sales price amount, which was 10,000 less than his list price. Okay. So she made an offer amount high enough to cover some of the buyer closing costs and the commission. Okay. Um, she said she was off by about $1,000. But basically, Perfect. she was like, the buyer, she and the buyer decided the buyer was willing to pay more than the seller was willing to take, which was going to even out. Even all that out, right? Okay. So they basically did pay she for She said, I didn't tell, she didn't tell the seller any of that, but he did the math and figured out he was basically netting the same amount and begrudgingly said, okay, to paying her. Okay. So okay. that's what, basically it was like, fine, I'll pay you. It's the same. But but when he said, why should I pay you? Your buyer hired you to represent him. She says, I have to say I froze. Yeah. I hadn't run into that in a very long time, but I think we were we we're going to run into it more often. 
I basically let him keep talking and talk himself into paying me, but that's an anomaly. <laughs> yeah. But that is a that is a negotiation tactic. Right. Just being just quiet don't say anything. And letting them convince themselves. Okay, but I had I did make some notes on what maybe how to handle this. Okay. okay? Number one, be ready with stories of things that went wrong for previous sellers, like the buyer didn't get everything to the lender in time and the closing had to be delayed, which delayed or jeopardized the closing for the seller's new house. Yeah. So say, I'm here to make sure my buyer does what they're supposed to do. Right? Yeah. Like, I got to manage this buyer. Number two, maybe the buyer, this is another thing that could go wrong. Maybe the buyer asked for way too many repairs and had no agent to rein them in or tell them what is customary. Right. Right. Expectations. So, you know, keeping that, you know, I'm going to help you, Mr. Seller, by keeping my buyer in line. Again, same kind of thing. Or what if the buyer's appraisal came in low and they did not have the money to come out of pocket? So the seller had to come down, but an agent could have challenged the appraisal and sent new comps. That so, is good. Mr. Seller, if my buyer's appraisal comes in low and you're and I'm not around and they don't have the money, you're going to have to come at, come down on the price. Right. If I'm here, maybe I can help you get this at a higher price. So I think that, oh, I have a couple more. Okay. Or the buyer wants to contact slash sue the seller or, you know, go after a legal proceeding post-closing for something that is wrong with the house. If they had an agent, perhaps they would have been able to explain to them what an as-is sale is. Mm -hmm. So, hey, Mr. Seller, as an agent, I'm going to help my buyer. They're going to call me first and be like, hey... The right, you can't stop working in this new in this house I just bought, and I'll say I'm sorry that happened, but they're like I want the seller's number. No, you. This is how it is. This is how it is. Yeah. It's as is. Um, and oh, I also made a note. I don't like the I don't like this um, talking point. So please don't use this. Well, Mister Seller, you'll get a free agent when you buy because the seller pays. Hmm. Please don't do that. Just talk to the actual value that you're providing. NAR has actually been really advocating, y'all, do not tell buyers that it is free. You're not allowed to, to. use an agent. Right. We are not free. No. You are getting compensated. And it's yeah. important that they know and understand that. Yeah. Do you have any other things you would like to tell Kristen about her situation? It's a hard, I'm not going to lie. Like, it is a hard situation. It really, you ha even as an experienced, confident agent, there are times where depending on if I'm, like, tired or haven't had my coffee, it's hard to just spit out your value. That's the thing. Because we're neither one of us are script people, right? No. So I don't have this stuff prepared off the cuff. And if the seller comes at you kind of sideways or rudely, you mm -hmm. might be like, uh, I know. I don't know what it's to do. a lot. How aggressive are they being? Sometimes they're right. very aggressive. Because they're not going to be sweetly saying, well, tell me about your value because mm -hmm. I don't want to pay you, but I'll, I want to listen. Right. You're, you're going to have to be kind of firm, right? Yeah. Well, listen, Mr. Seller, you have a full-time job or you, what are you going to do when the buyer doesn't get all the stuff mm -hmm. to the lender or the appraisal comes in low or right. they want to ask you for a million repairs that aren't appropriate. There are so many things that are involved in a real estate transaction that really take a professional to navigate. Everything from the contract to the inspections to negotiating our way through that to getting through the financial process with the title company and the lender and the appraiser. I am going to guide the entire transaction from before we even make an offer to even after we close. That's perfect. The end. There's your script. Yes. Script written. Yes. 
And I like just, to just remind them of like the highlights of it, you know? Well, r- yes. And if they then press you, you can always have specific examples. But ultimately, sometimes it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. I mean, like we also have to just be mindful that some- I'm not going to lie. I have one right now. That's not, what is it? It's um, it's like a decent size sale. Okay. And the seller is for sale by owner. Okay. And my buyer went and saw it. It was someone she knew. Okay. So they were like, well, we're not paying right. an agent mm-hmm. like at all. And so that rubbed her the wrong way. And there were just some other things, you know, so she's like, well, and then they were like, well, we want to come back with our agent and see it and bring some family. And the seller's like, okay, you can do that. But like, we're not. We're not paying. We're not paying. We're not paying. Not even. We're not paying. Like zero. Like nothing. Okay. So she's feeling she's a great client and she's Mm -hmm. just like, but it's also a lot to think about financially. Yeah. And I told her like, I would never want to stand in the way of you and your forever home. Right. So there are times where it's not perfect. There are times where no script will get you paid. Like it just is what it is sometimes. Um, I guarantee you that this particular client would, if I'm in the process of it now, so I don't know how it's all going to play out. But she is someone that I would not ever want to get in the way of her forever home. I know what her heart is, and I genuinely believe that she would overwhelm me with referrals for the rest of her life if I hand. But if I, if you're an agent that takes it just totally personal Mm -hmm. and hurt, you know, and let them know that you're Mm -hmm. hurt or whatever the situation, it could also hurt your relationship with that person and you don't want you don't want that to happen no because at the end of the day it is business and it is what people want and what they live so we were going to go see it Mm -hmm. and then she said well we just got to offer so oh and so i said so you dodged the bullet or right i said well what is the time frame on your offer right well we're writing the contract tomorrow we're not they don't even have an offer i said oh you're right you're writing the contract tomorrow, so you don't have an... Anyway, she was like, let's just hold off, my buyer. Let's just hold off. I don't know. I don't know if I want to... Get involved in a multiple offer? Yeah, I'm already feeling stressed. Mm-hmm. I feel like it shouldn't be this difficult. Mm. I feel like this could just be a sign. Okay. So then a few days later, my buyer texted me and was like, so guess what? I said, what? She said, they just reached out and were like, hey, the contract didn't work out. The buyer's financing wasn't solid. They just reached out and said, like, they would pay an agent 1%. Oh. And I'm like, okay, what what do you think? And so she's like, I don't know. Like, I'm still just, like, not 100% at peace with the whole thing, but I do love the house. Mm-hmm. So we're actually going to look at it tomorrow. Okay. So I don't know. Wait them out. 25% of sellers see. fail. Well, here's what I told her. Of, of, of I said, because she, she's all, here's the other, here's the other big thing. We're also concerned about the price. Oh. It is up there. Okay. By about 20,000. That's a lot. To a seller that's like, I'm not coming down 1,000. Right. So how are you going to make a smart investment decision? Is it even going to appraise? Right. Oh. So it's hard because they're trying to play hardball, but then at the same time- They've already come back to you, They've already come back. Like, it's almost like, don't go. Like, make them sweat it. So we're thinking about going Mm -hmm. and maybe even just making an offer. 
Mm-hmm. That is not what they are asking. Mm-hmm. But a real offer on paper with a real pre- – show them what a real yeah. offer looks like. Right. From what I have gathered, I don't even know if they ever had a contract in place. Okay. They were just dealing with the public who had no representation, trying to figure out verbals, no pre-approval letters. Mm-hmm. What a mess. Mm-hmm. So if I – at this point, she's like, you handle the communication. So I set up this appointment. Okay. Um, introduced myself as the realtor. They were like, fine, you can come tomorrow. But just saying, like, this is what I have advised her. If you love it, hi, Mr. Seller, I have attached an offer with a pre-approval letter for a ready and qualified buyer that will 100% get to the closing table. Yeah. Based on the comps. Right. This is what we feel the home is worth and what it would appraise for. Right. We can close at your convenience. Yeah. If this works for you, great. If not, we understand and we wish you the best of luck. Perfect. And then at that point, we detach. Mm-hmm. And if it is meant to be, it will be. And if it is not meant to be, we will find something. Okay. I like like it. we have time. Right. We're not in a hurry. Right. And then, you know, they already were super, like, absolutely not to, oh, hey. 1%. 1%. Well, that's what I'm saying. Right. We've already opened the door now. Right. Hmm. So we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. But, but again, it all goes back to just there are situations where this will happen. Mm-hmm. You will 100% at some point in your career face a for sale by owner that does not see your value. Yeah. And there are times where you may lose a transaction yeah. and you have to handle that well. You have to be prepared to handle that as a professional, as not to burn bridges, yeah. not to burn relationships. Right. Good point. Is what it is. It is what it is. All right. I have another comment from Leanne. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Something I would love if you reviewed is representing a buyer and looking at a for sale owner, which you kind of just walked us through. The whole process of the first showing to writing an offer and how the commission works at closing. I'm a brand new agent with zero experience, and this situation is something I'm nervous about getting into. This is where the buyer rules are so important. Hugely important. If you don't have the template with the buyer rules, you mm-hmm. have got to make one for yourself. But ours covers no matter what house it is, if it's listed with another agent, Mm -hmm. if it's listed with a builder model home, Mm -hmm. if it's a for sale by owner, I am the first point of contact. Mm -hmm. I will schedule all appointments for us. I will say, if they contact the for sale by owner first or see it first, your chances of being involved in that transaction are very low. Agree. Very low. And so that's a big thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't, it's hard to overcome that yeah. Oh, and, yeah. and step in because they've already spoken. Right. They already have each other's phone numbers. Right. They could mm-hmm. be messaging on the side. Hey, if you cut out your agent, I'll give you the house for this I price. Gu- look, y'all, I guarantee you the seller has said that. Uh-huh. Oh, I've been in that situation. Many times. I, they said it while I was there. In front of me. Yes. Agree. I mean, it's just, well, I mean, this is our price. But if you want your agent involved, then this is our price. While I'm standing right there. Okay, you're going to laugh about the note I made on this okay. <laughs> because we were talking about it off off recording. Okay, so this is where I think a buyer agency agreement in the beginning would have been would be great. So okay. if you get in the habit as a new and look, neither one of us use one, so I'm not like I'm just giving you my thoughts on a buyer agency agreement. I if, wish they were common in our marketplace. I do too. But why can't we make them? So you common. might as well start. So if you get in the habit of doing that Early in your career or whenever, 
Because, and I literally wrote this, Alyssa, because one day the rules are going to change. They are going to change. One day the rules are going to change and you're going to have to get buyers to pay you. So basically you need to explain to the buyer all the ways that you're going to keep the transaction going and what can go wrong without representation. So that if you've already gotten your buyer to agree to letting you represent them and pay you in the event you find a for sale by owner, you're covered. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to worry about the seller paying you because at least the buyer committed to you and said, I want to work with you. I see your value. I would be willing to pay for that. Mm-hmm. Going into it, at least the way you're doing, we're doing it now with buyer rules is like, well, look, don't call the for, the for sale by owner first. Call me and I'll take care of it. Maybe you have a shot at getting the seller to pay that, mm-hmm. but you would have been 100% relaxed and fine if in the beginning you got the buyer to say, I'm going to pay you. Right. No matter what happens, I'm going to pay you. Yes. Because I need you there with me. And this mm-hmm. is why. So I just think it's something, and, and we're going to maybe talk about this at another time. And it's hard too in this situation because it's one thing if they're willing, but are they able? Right. Financially. Right. Sometimes it's a financial thing. I I mean, you're working with a buyer that has just enough for their down payment Mm -hmm. and maybe their closing costs. Right. But if you have to tack in that, it's just going to be very hard. Even if they would love to, sometimes they just can't. I know. So it's really kind of a catch-22. I know. But at least try that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Good luck, Leanne. (laughs) I know. Because I don't know. It might not work out. It might. Okay, so let's talk about what is your value because I know some people are listening to this and they're new maybe and they're like, I don't I don't feel like I can talk to this very well. Okay, so even if you're brand new, you can say things like you're educated on real estate law and the sales process. You've been trained in reading and interpreting contracts. I mean, you have to do all that when you do your post-licensing, right? Mm-hmm. You have X amount of experience. So for you and me, this is not as hard. Right. I've been around X years. I've done this many transactions. I I can speak to my value because I see it every day when I do it. I think having a resume handy. Helpful. Helpful. You could even, I have even one time submitted an offer to a for sale by owner and said, by the way, here's a copy of my resume. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you're new or not. There are plenty of things. If you have designations, if you um, are part of anything at your office, use your broker stats. Like yeah. there are so many things you mm-hmm. can put on a resume. Yep. That's what I put in here too. So when you say you have X amount of years of experience or transactions that will help the seller to avoid headaches, full on failure to achieve goals as a buyer or a seller, if you're brand new, ac- you have access to someone who has X amount of experience. Mm-hmm. So if someone said, well, what is your value if you're brand new? Oh, well, my mentor is Susie and she has 20 years of experience and is one phone call away. And I can talk to her anytime. Right. Um, this is where I had also noted what we talked about before, which is this is your full-time job. That's What is huge. my value? Huge. This is my full-time job. You got a job. I've got one. This is what I'm going to do. Um, the other thing, your value is predicting and overcoming obstacles before slash when they happen. I love that. So that's a huge part of our job. Huge part of your job. Like that's the biggest part of your job. And the last thing I had on what is your value? Keeping a transaction moving in the right direction and knowing what needs to happen and when. Mm -hmm. Okay. So my example for this one is I don't know how to build a house. My husband does. I don't. You have to do things in a certain order and at a certain time or things won't work, right? Or or you're going to hold up the whole process. How does a for sale by owner seller know that a CD has to come out three days before closing? Mm-hmm. How does the for sale by owner seller know that an appraisal takes at least maybe a week to come back? So just this week, I had someone call me and was like, hey, Alyssa, 
Um, I own this lot. It's not for sale, but I had someone contact me that they want to buy it. Is there like a form <laughs> for I need that? Form. I need the form. And we were thinking about like they wanted, they wanted to do like a longer due diligence period, like maybe 60 days. And I'm like, D- hold on. Do you know that it's 10 days? Typically in our market, right. 10 days is enough. Well, they said they can't secure the loan. I said, well, you don't secure the loan in 10 days. You have a commitment and a pre-approval that, yeah. and you have a time frame to get all your documents, but the loan doesn't have to be completed in the inspection period. Loans take 30 to 40 days. I mean, so, but the right. questions were, I was like, is this really what people think? They don't and they know. were like, well, the deposit, like, how do we make sure that, like, we were thinking we would collect, like, a $20,000 deposit. And I was like, oh, wow. Did you know that it's, like, $1,000 in our market? And he was like, well, no, but, I mean, what if we want this? I'm like, I mean, they'll do it because they don't have an agent advising them that oh, a $20,000 deposit, the buyer, isn't typical. So the buyer's probably like, okay. And then my seller, not, <laughs> my, my not seller was You're like, right. Well, we don't want it. We want it. We don't want them to get the deposit back. Like if they cancel, we want to keep it. I'm like, sure, well, you want their twenty thousand. Well, then you would just write that in the purchase agreement. It was just crazy. You were like, my mind is blown. Yes, the questions. I was like, I don't. I don't even understand how to answer this because it doesn't make sense. Like your buy. Like this seller was about to pull one over on that buyer. <laughs> For sure. And the buyer, w- but and not even <gasps> maliciously, just like, just like I'm going to get what I'm going to get. They just thought, well, if you want it, here you go. What? And I said, well, this is also different because you're not even taking it off the market for someone. So you're expecting like a big, it's not even on the market. So if they cancel, you've lost nothing. Right. It's not like you've lost marketing time because it's not for sale. Right. So putting up this giant deposit that you never get back for your time. Right. There is, it doesn't matter. But no. but they're going to sort it out themselves and who knows what this poor buyer is about to fork up. Oh my gosh. I know. People lose thousands of dollars when realtors are, aren't involved and yet they don't want to pay the realtor fee. And I said, well, why is this buyer so worried about the financing? Right. Six, that's a long time. Yeah. Like, clearly, they don't have their ducks in a row, and they're about to put up a non-refundable $20,000 deposit. But for something that's not on the market. None of it made sense. <laughs> Agreed. And I just went, okay, oh my here's God. the form. Good luck. Um, I'll tell a quick story. I'm working with an agent right now, new agent. I didn't know at the beginning the onset of the transaction because the purchase agreement was very well, well written. Mm-hmm. They won in multiple offers. Great. There were a couple of things now looking back that I'm like, oh, I see. Because I was like, okay, I feel like maybe they paid just a little more than they needed to. But okay, whatever. Um, But (laughs) it's my listing. And the... All of a sudden, I'm getting these messages from the buyer's agent, who's very new, who's saying, oh, you know, there's a couple of hiccups with the loan. And I'm like, (gasps) "Uh uh-uh. It's an out-of-state credit union. So, you know... I always worry when it's a bank, especially out of state. And one of them was... Um, Usually credit unions well, my, are better, well, but... My, well, so that's why I wasn't really, really worried, worried in the beginning. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, I better like jump in here. Okay. So, well, so the buyer is going to need to get um, a survey to close. This house is a house that has been on this property for 
80 years. Like, And we do not require surveys in, in Louisiana. Louisiana. So ever. very rarely do we have surveys unless I have it's like ne- a complicated It's a conventional land. land. So I'm like, I, I'm like, I don't, I said, uh, no, I don't know. And he's like, so I'm having to find a surveyor for my buyer and get it done. And we're only like a couple of weeks out of closing. And the appraisals already happened. And I and already was like, the appraiser went out two weeks prior. And so I kept asking, appraisal back? Appraisal? Appraisal? Back? appraisal well, appraisal. no, they haven't ordered it yet. And I'm like, mm, false. They have ordered it and it is done. Yeah, somewhere. So then I had to jump in there and call the appraiser and be like, hey, did you happen to turn that in already? And he's like, yeah, I turned it in like last Monday. I'm like, mm, that's what I thought. But the lender, see now, third hand, third hand, third hand, because uh-huh. the, I'm talking to the buyer's agent who's talking to the buyer who had never actually talked on the phone to the lender. Oh, no. So I'm like, we're going to cut all this out. I'm like, I call the lender and I'm like, hey, do you have the appraiser? Like, did you get the appraisal? And they're like, oh, well, the buyer just, I'm like, no, you have it. Appraiser says so. So look in your back room and figure out what's going on. But the survey issue, I had to call the lender and be like, hey, can you explain to me what type of loan this is and why the buyer needs a survey? And the lender said, well, the buyer doesn't have to have a survey, but I need the title company to tell me, because I said, this isn't required in Louisiana. This is not something we normally do. So tell me what's going on. Because they're in California, I think, or Oregon. I don't remember. And then she said, well, um, it's not required to have a survey, but I just need the title company to tell me that they'll bind the title insurance without a survey. I'm like, no problem. She hmm. said, but I'm having the, ti- the title company hasn't responded to me about it. So I told the buyer to get the cert. I'm like, Oh, my no. gosh. My point to this story is if I didn't know what was customary, I would just be taking it at face value that this is what this lender is requiring. Oh, I guess we need a survey. No, you know what we needed? A quick phone call to the title company that said, hey, lender needs you to it's tell them you title don't need insurance. a you don't, yeah. right, you don't need a survey for the. And you know what the what the title company said? Well, they've already sent that once. I'm like, well, listen, this lender is not getting communication. So can you do me a favor, send it again, and then call them if they don't say confirmed receipt. Done. But when I called to explain all of this to the buyer's agent is when it finally came out, not that he was trying to hide it, that he was brand new. He was like, well, he was like, I didn't. I didn't know that. I'm brand new. I didn't know. I, I feel like I'm not, you know, I'm not getting a lot of training. It was oh. very sweet. Then we had a very sweet conversation. And guess where he is now? Listening to the podcast. Oh, good. good. <laughs> great. Great. But Welcome to Hustle Humbly. Right. I was like, it's not your fault. Yeah. This I only know this because I've done it enough to know like that's a red flag, right? Yeah. No, you don't need a survey. No. But how would the seller of a, a for sale by owner seller know that? He, he'd be like, well, I guess we got to get no, a survey. No survey. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So I think. The point is you can tell those types of stories whether they happen to you or not. Also, Mm -hmm. like here are all the things that can go wrong or that I need to know or that your agent is going to know that you have no clue about. And I couldn't possibly tell a for sale by owner or a seller every single possible thing that would go wrong. No, you cannot just Google and be like, I know the answer to all the real estate questions. It's not. It's not because it's also market specific. Mm-hmm. I only knew that because it's not necessary in Louisiana. Yeah, when I bought my cabin in Tennessee, it was like 100% you get a survey. Okay, there you go. Great. I did. So if you Google it, it's probably like sometimes you need it, sometimes you don't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's, that's not, not helpful. That's not helpful at all. Um, okay, do you want some quick stats on for sale by yeah. owner? So you could also share these when, you know, it comes up. Like, okay. well, we're thinking about for sale by owner. Well, 
um, for sale by owners sell for 26% less than listed properties. Wow. Okay. Now, that's the NAR statistic. It's pretty current. It. I did also find another study in 2016 that removed some of the variables because sometimes, you know, for sale by owners or family deals. Okay. Or, right. They um, sold it to someone they know. Right. Or so this one kind of leveled out some of the other factors and it ended up being that homes for sale by owner homes sold for, you're not, you're going to die when I tell you, 5.5% less. Oh, interesting. So basically, why wouldn't you just get an agent? Right. Paid for itself right there. Right. Okay. Okay. So you can use it either way. Now, the the share of for sale by owners in the market is actually declining. So yes, it is going to sting when you come across one. Mm-hmm. And maybe you get paid, maybe you don't. But the truth of the matter is, in 1981, 15% of homes sold for sale by owner. Wow. And in 2020, it was 8%. Okay. So I so feel like we're doing a good job. It's not, Right. People are more likely to want to use an agent. Just think about all the things in life that you prefer the convenience of. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want to figure it out. I don't want to have to Google all this. Like, I don't want to do my own taxes. I don't want to. Right. Let me just pay someone to do this. Okay. 61% of for sale by owners are trying to save money. Sure. I actually thought that number was kind of low. Yeah. Like, like why else? It, what, right. Well, 37% are trying to save time. Oh, well, that's like, not going to save time. Not not correct. And then you just have like the control freaks that just want to do it. 36% are confident they can sell it without an agent. Okay. It's like, I can do this. Yeah, I, I got I this. I can do this. Um, and then I've already told you this, 25% of home sellers in the U.S. tried and failed at for sale by owner. Hmm. That's a big stat. It's a lot of people. Uh, but the point is, maybe they're trying to figure out We've said this in other episodes. Figure out the motivation. Why do you want a for sale by owner? Is it to save time? Is it to save money? Is it, what is the reason? Well, let me, then you you can have your talking point against whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Okay. Anything else about for sale by owners? No, I have some closing remarks if we're ready. I'm ready for them. If you love to cold call (laughs) and you want to call for sale by owners to try to get listings, you do you. Embrace your own strengths. Right. And focus on you and, and you you go get you go get them. You do you. There is better business out there for the rest of oh us. Okay. God. If you don't like to cold call, you don't have to do that at all. Ever. I'm a big advocate of not doing it because right. of my story. Oh my God. If I would have taken the time that it took me to do that and did something else like was more involved in the groups I was in at that time or was more intentional in my church groups or was writing letters. Like there are people in this world that know, like, and trust you that if you were loving your people more, there there are just better, easier, happier ways to get business than calling someone that has a sign in their yard that says, if you're an agent, don't call me. Right. That's what the sign says. Basically. Yeah. So... Even if you're not calling for sale by owners to get listings, this episode is great to just speak to your value. We are going to encounter for sale by owners. I'm encountering one now and I might not even get paid at all. And that's okay. It happens. It happens. But just being prepared, being prepared for how to handle the rejection so you don't burn the bridges, knowing how to speak confidently to your value. Mm -hmm. There is a lot of good that comes from these situations. Well, having these um, 
like this list in your head that you can easily articulate mm -hmm. is just as helpful when a seller says, why am I paying you this yeah. much money? Yeah. Here's why. Mm -hmm. Here's why. The end. The end. That's all I got. Okay, I love it. Let's toast. <clears throat> this toast is from Emily Neely in Lafayette. Okay. She says she would like to toast to Sharon Steen. When I was a new agent eight years ago, she mentored me and took me under her wing. She Aww. had over 30 years of experience and gave me a solid foundation, and I will always thank her for that. It says, new agents, get yourself a mentor. <laughs> if you have to wrap yourself around their ankles, LOL. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wait. And to Kimberly LaFleur, <gasps> she gave her an idea for a topic. Okay, I'm trying to go... Kim I, I love Kimberly. I know. We've already toasted Kimberly before. Yeah. Okay. She's always pushing local agents to be their best. Can I toast too? Sure. Why not? Yeah, we're doing it. Okay, Emily. We're doing too. So to Sharon and Kimberly. Um, Kimberly is always encouraging everyone to just be their it. best. Just do your best. So thank you, Emily. Yeah. And we always appreciate you guys sending a toast and sending a topic. And thank you for harassing us over and over again. Yes, about this topic. we're done. We can delete um, it from our you spreadsheet. You can all we did it. thank Danielle because truly her her email was the tipping point when I was like, fine. Fine, we'll do it. I can do this. This was great. I can do this. I, I will say I enjoyed it. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. That was a good one. Okay. Bye, y'all. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hustle Humbly podcast. Let us know who we should toast to for the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hustle Humbly Podcast. If you have an episode, topic, or question, please email us at hustlehumblypodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. See you next week. Bye. This is the good life.